It's June the 25th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey. We started in January in Genesis, and God willing, by the end of December, we will be at the end of the book of Revelation, from Genesis to Revelation, in just one year. So glad to have you with us. We've had so many encouraging notes. My buddy Jimmy wrote in and said, Awesome, your reading keeps plugging holes in my understanding of God's precious word. Thank you. Well, no one knows the word of God completely. And the amazing thing to me has been every day, every single day, though I have studied the word of God my whole life, every single day, reading this out loud, I have learned something new. So thank you for being with us, whether you're brand new or if you've been with us from the beginning. And I have been amazed. I think I've told you this before. Amazed at the number of people who've said, I haven't missed a day yet. Blows my mind. God bless you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Now, today, we are smack dab in the middle of the wonderful book of Second Chronicles. We're going to read today about Asa's son. Now, Asa was a good king, but his son was an even better king. His son, his son's name was Jehoshaphat. That's right. Second Chronicles 17, 18, and 19 today, the story of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. So we begin to read. His son Jehoshaphat became king in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in every fortified city of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. Now, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his ancestor David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked by his commands, not according to the practices of Israel. So the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Then all Judah brought him tribute, and he had riches and honor in abundance. He took great pride in the Lord's ways, and he again removed the high places and Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials, Ben-Hael, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nethanel, Micaiah to teach in the cities of Judah. The Levites with them were Shemaiah, Nethaniah, Zebediah, Asahel, Shemir Amath, Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tob Adonijah. The priest, Elishama, and Jehoram were with these Levites. They taught throughout Judah, having the book of the Lord's instruction with them. They went throughout the towns of Judah and taught the people. The terror of the Lord was on all the kingdoms of the lands that surrounded Judah, so they didn't fight against Jehoshaphat. Some of the Philistines also brought gifts and silver as tribute to Jehoshaphat, and the Arabs brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats. Jehoshaphat grew stronger and stronger. He built fortresses and storage cities in Judah and carried out great works in the towns of Judah. He had fighting men, valiant warriors in Jerusalem, the, these are their numbers according to their ancestral families. For Judah, the commanders of thousands, Adna, the commander, and 300,000 valiant warriors with him. Next to him, Jehohanan, the commander, and 280,000 with him. Next to him, Amasiah, son of Zikri, the volunteer of the Lord, and 200,000 valiant warriors with him. From Benjamin, Eliada, a valiant warrior, and 200,000 with him, armed with bow and shield. Next to him, Jehazabad, and 180,000 with him equipped for war. These were the ones who served the king, besides those he stationed in the fortified cities throughout all Judah. So far, so good. 
things are about to change now. Second Chronicles 18. Now, Jehoshaphat had riches and honor and abundance, and he made an alliance with Ahab through marriage. Then after some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab slaughtered many sheep, goats, and cattle for him and for the people who were with him, and he persuaded him to attack Ramoth Gilead. For Israel's king Ahab asked Judah's king Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to Ramoth Gilead? He replied to him, I am as you are, my people, as your people. We will be with you in the battle. But Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, First, please ask what the Lord's will is. So the king of Israel gathered the prophets, 400 men, and asked them, Should we go to Ramoth Gilead for war, or should I refrain? They replied, March up, and God will hand it over to the king. But Jehoshaphat asked, Isn't there a prophet of the Lord here anymore? Let's ask him. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There is still one man who can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him, because he never prophesies good about me, but only disaster. He is Micaiah, son of Imlah. The king shouldn't say that, Jehoshaphat replied. So the king of Israel called an officer and said, hurry and get Micaiah, son of Imlah. Now, the king of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah, clothed in royal attire, were each sitting on his own throne. They were sitting on the threshing floor at the entrance to Samaria's gate, and all the prophets were prophesying in front of them. Then Zedekiah, son of Chinnah, made iron horns and said, this is what the Lord says. You will gore the Arameans with these until they are finished off. And all the prophets were prophesying the same, saying, March up to Ramoth Gilead and succeed, for the Lord will hand it over to the king. The messenger who went to call Micaiah instructed him, Look, the words of the prophets are unanimously favorable for the king. So let your words be like theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As the Lord lives, I will say whatever my God says. So he went to the king, and the king asked him, Micaiah, should we go to Ramoth Gilead for war, or should I refrain? Micaiah said, March up and succeed, for they will be handed over to you. But the king said to him, How many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the Lord? So Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, They have no master. Let each return home in peace. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Didn't I tell you he never prophesied good about me? but only disaster. Then Micaiah said, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and the whole heavenly army was standing at his right hand and at his left hand. And the Lord said, Who will entice King Ahab of Israel to march up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one was saying this, and another was saying that. Then a spirit came forward, stood before the Lord, and said, I will entice him. The Lord asked him, How? So he said, I will go and become a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Then he said, you will entice him and also prevail. Go and do that. So now you see the Lord has put a lying spirit into the mouth of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has pronounced disaster against you. Then <laughs> Zedekiah, son of Chinnahana, came up, hit Micaiah on the cheek, and demanded, Which way did the spirit from the Lord lead me to speak to you? Micaiah replied, You will soon see when you go to hide in an inner chamber on that day. Then the king of Israel ordered, Take Micaiah, return him to Amon the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son, and say, this is what the king says, put this guy in prison and feed him only a little bread and water until I come back safely. But Micaiah said, if you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Then he said, listen, all you people. Then the king of Israel and Judah's king Jehoshaphat went up to Ramoth Gilead. But the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you wear your royal attire. So the king of Israel 
disguised himself, and they went into battle. Now the king of Aram had ordered his chariot commanders, do not fight with anyone at all except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they shouted, he must be the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. God drew them away from him. When the chariot commander saw that he was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. But a man drew his bow without taking special aim and struck the king of Israel through the joints of his armor. So he said to the charioteer, turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am badly wounded. The battle raged throughout that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Arameans until evening. Then he died at sunset. Second Chronicles 19. King Jehoshaphat of Judah returned to his home in Jerusalem in peace. Then Jehu, son of the seer Hanani, went to confront him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Do you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Because of this, the Lord's wrath is on you. However, some good is found in you because you have eradicated the Asherah poles from the land and have determined in your heart to seek God. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, and once again he went out among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and brought them back to the Lord, the God of their ancestors. He appointed judges in all the fortified cities of the land of Judah, city by city. Then he said to the judges, Consider what you are doing, for you do not judge for a man but for the Lord, who is with you in the matter of judgment. And now may the terror of the Lord be on you. Watch what you do, for there is no injustice or partiality for taking bribes with the Lord our God. Jehoshaphat also appointed in Jerusalem some of the Levites and priests and some of the Israelite family heads for deciding the Lord's will and for settling disputes of the residents of Jerusalem. He commanded them, saying, In the fear of the Lord, with integrity and wholeheartedly, you are to do the following. For every dispute that comes to you from your brothers who dwell in their cities, whether it regards differences of blood guilt, law, commandments, statutes, or judgments, you are to warn them so that they will not incur guilt before the Lord and wrath will not come on you and your brothers. Do this, and you will not incur guilt. And note that Amariah, the chief priest, is over you in all matters related to the Lord, and Zebediah, son of Ishmael, the ruler of the house of Judah, in all matters related to the king. And the Levites are officers in your presence. Be strong. May the Lord be with those who do what is good. Now, Jehoshaphat, Asa was a good king, but he made some bad mistakes. Jehoshaphat was a great king, one of the greatest of all the kings of Judah. I mean, he's the one who really went through and tore down those Asherah poles and cleaned up the land, and he appointed good men as leaders and as judges, and he told them, judge carefully and don't take no bribes and no partiality. Judge according to the word of the Lord. Uh, do things the right way and honor God. Let the fear of the God be fear of God be upon you. Be strong. May the Lord be with those who do what is good. So in all of that, in all of that, so he, he was good. So what is up then with uh, what is up with them that uh, uh, that uh, what is up with him that uh, he made this arrangement? He went to visit Ahab in Samaria. And Ahab wanted to attack Ramoth Gilead. And Jehoshaphat said, I will do it. That was a big, big mistake. It's a big mistake. But look, you know what, what the key of this is? This is chapter 18, verse 1. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor and abundance. 
had, had everything going for him. And then he made an alliance with Ahab through marriage. There's the problem right there. Marry the wrong person. They are bound to drag you down. Marry somebody who does not love the Lord. Marry somebody who is uh, who, who doesn't who doesn't obey God, who's not yielded to the Lord, I guarantee you, they will pull your life in the wrong direction. So he marries Ahab's daughter. So actually, when Ahab said, let's go up to battle, uh, Jehoshaphat says, uh, okay, I'll do it. And when the battle's all over, and Ahab is dead. Then, then Jehu, son of the seer, Anani, went out to confront him and said, Jehoshaphat, why do you help the wicked and love those? who hate the Lord. Mm, what a mistake that was. What a mistake. We ought, we, ought to, we ought not to make ungodly alliances with the wicked. We ought not to join them in their wickedness. We ought not to join in and make alliances in this world with those who hate the Lord. Now, to say it that way, I know, opens up a lot of other questions, but let's just say, let's just say, get this, Jehoshaphat made a bad decision when he married Ahab's daughter, and all the rest followed as night follows day. So let us pray that in our decisions today, we will be faithful to God, we will honor God, and we will not love those who hate the Lord or enter into unholy alliances with Him. Give us wisdom, Lord, in small ways and in big things to always do what honors you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So go out and have a great day. And let's live for the Lord and make good decisions for him. Have a great day, folks. And we're going to come now. I, I, I'm saying this about uh, uh, about Jehoshaphat, but tomorrow, his greatest moment, his the prayer he prayed in a desperate time, it's for this that we remember Jehoshaphat. So come back tomorrow. We're going to end the story of his reign on a great high note. God bless. See you then.